Hey, you're listening to Everyday Mulemanship with Ty Evans. Our goal is to help you bring out the best in your mules, and by doing so, we believe that the mule will bring out the best in you. God bless you. Hope you enjoy. All right, friends, for this episode of Everyday Mulemanship, we got you a live Facebook Mule Tip Tuesday that my wife and I did. And we answered some good questions on this week's Meal Tip Tuesday. You know, every every Tuesday evening, Sky and I jump on Facebook on our TS Mules page, and and we take questions live there and uh, have a good discussion. And we have a lot of fun answer questions. And and this week we talked about building a mule's hip. We took questions on leading. Took questions on building a work ethic and lazy mules. And a whole bunch of other good stuff. So I hope you enjoy this. Here we go. All right. No for Well, welcome to Meal Tip Tuesday. It's another good week behind us, and looking forward to the next week. Um, we've got some good stuff to talk about today. Got some good questions that came in, and uh, those of you that are going to be tuning in the whole time, send us some questions so that we can get to those a little later. So we'll answer questions from from you guys uh, toward the end of the of the. Meal Tip Tuesday today. Um, you want to cover some of the announcements, Sky? Yes. Our first clinic, we're leaving in a week. And yep. it's next weekend in Sayurita, Arizona. And it's almost full. All we have left is two or three spots. I think it's three. Ty thinks it's two <laughs> spots in the intro to cow working. The other classes yep. are full. So. Looking, to it, looking forward to it. Yeah, we're um, excited. Glad to get out of here. <laughs> Sky's settled into our house, but I'm yeah, but it's cold ready to here. Go. Yeah, it's cold here, so we're ready to get down to Arizona. Look forward to seeing you guys again, uh, a few of you, anyways. So, a um, couple other things we got going. Um, we've already been getting in a lot of our 2021 clinic applications. So, those of you that are wanting to host us next year, um, let me know. We've already booked about 15 clinics for 2021. So can't wait. Looking forward to it. Um, it's gonna be good. So, what else we got? I don't know. That's you don't know? You're supposed to announce my podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> you forgot. There's one more announcement. Come a really on. cool one. Sky got her hair done today, and it must have took some. Of her no, I literally thoughts. just got here. And anyway, so we have exciting news. <laughs> Ty started a podcast. Sky won't even be on it. She won't be a guest on it. I am too scared. I've been trying to talk her into being a guest <laughs> on my podcast. But anyways, we just barely launched our podcast. It's called Everyday Mulemanship. Right now, it's just on Spotify. I'm waiting for approval from Apple Podcasts and Google and all of the other big ones. Um, hopefully, that'll come in the next two days, it told me. So we'll see. But anyways, yeah, check it out if you guys have Spotify. Um, if you don't have Spotify, I also sent a link on uh, yesterday's email. So hopefully you guys got, those of you that are subscribed to our email, which all of you should be, um, anyways, I put the link in there so you can check it out <laughs> and listen to the podcast. But we got some good stuff planned for the podcast. I interviewed an uh, uh, awesome guest. Uh, a lot of you guys know my buddy Joe G. He's got a really cool story. So interviewed him yesterday. and He's a good and, storyteller. Uh, yeah, too. he is a good storyteller. He did an awesome job. So we got some good stuff on there and um, I'll also be recording, we're recording these Meal Tip Tuesdays, and we're posting those 
on there as well. So if you guys missed the live feed or if you don't have time to sit and watch this live feed, um, jump on the podcast and you can listen as you're driving to work or whatever you do. So anyways, we're excited about that. Um, getting into our meal tip Tuesday, our tip of the week. Um, Sky posted a quote the other day and I thought it was awesome. But uh, she, what are, where did you find this quote at? Uh-huh. You remember you just stole it? Oh yeah, I did steal it. I did. I stole it from. Just stole it. I had to think about it because I've I see a lot of them. I had to remember which one. One of my friends posted it. Tell she posted tell it a little differently. Tell me what they say. Where is it? Do you have it written? Yeah, right <laughs> I've written down for you. Well, because she had it, she had it written different, and so I looked it up anyway. Tell them what it is. So perfection is the enemy of progress, and I loved that. She had it a little different. She said, "Don't let." She said it in some way. Don't let being perfect get in the way of your progress or something. Yep. Anyway, so I just love that, and that is totally my problem with many things in life. <laughs> Trying to be good, be perfect at it before moving forward, you know, that's where I get stuck. So. Yeah, if we waited around for you to get <laughs> perfect, we'd still be waiting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I like this quote a lot too, um, and it fit in with so many emails that we've been getting in from you guys. Um, we get a lot of folks, that, and I appreciate the updates. Please keep updating us on on uh, your progress with your mules and your horses and your donkeys. But um, so many of you get kind of hung up on some of the parts of the checklist and um, and, and whatnot, and you don't want to move on until it's it's perfect or or you're trying to get it too too perfect. Um, that's not the point of all of this whole journey. Okay. Um, we're just trying to get it a little bit better. Those of you that have been to the clinics, and as I see these names pop up here on this live feed, most of you that are watching have been to a clinic. Um, and uh, you guys have heard me say this. I say it every clinic, but, you know, um, it, it doesn't have to be perfect today. It just needs to be a little better than yesterday. And that's all we're looking for. And that little bit better can be just a small amount, just just teeny bit better. It might, and there's lots of ways you guys can judge your progress too. Don't get so hung up on judging your progress on, uh, you know, the physical elements. So many times we judge on, okay, well, the mule didn't really move its foot this way, and it didn't really do this this way, and it's kind of leaning or it's bracy or whatever. And, and there's things you can judge, and that's all valuable. You need to be paying attention to that. But, you know, more importantly, um, the progress that I'm interested in is how the mule feels. And and that mental you guys, I mean, I talk about it so much. I, you know, getting them mentally comfortable is so important to me. So, anyways, it doesn't have to be perfect, folks. Just a little bit better every day, and and some days you might it might go back a little bit, but it's okay. So, anyways, keep that in mind as you guys are working. What else do you want to add to that? One percent a day. One percent a day. Yeah, a hundred days you'd be a hundred percent better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, and that kind of leads me into the everyday mulemanship challenges we've been doing. Um, we're getting lots of new subscribers to the emails and lots of unsubscribers too. (laughs) So apparently there's a handful of you. I wish I couldn't see who unsubscribes because it shows me who in the names and sometimes it makes me feel bad. (laughs) But if you don't like it, don't be scared to unsubscribe. I'll hold it against you for a little bit, but not too long. Just for a day. Just kidding. Um, anyways, but we've got lots of uh, new subscribers on this and we've been doing, this everyday mealmanship challenge, and it's been a lot of fun. 
Um, got a lot of good little tips, little exercises coming up. So I hope you guys are following that. But um, post here in the comments. If you guys are watching this live, post in the comments. Let me know how that's been going for you. If you've had uh, any struggles, uh, post them right now on this video. Let me know what struggles you're having, and then maybe we can address them um, here in a little bit when we get to the live questions. So let me know what's going on. But uh, this week's challenge was working on the two methods of backing up. Backing up is so important, so important. And it's amazing how many meals can't back up. And uh, a guy in the clinic told me one time, he says, I only plan on riding straight down the trail. I'm not going to go back where I've been. I'm like, all right, well, if that, that's for him. <laughs> I like the meal that backs up. And so many of these meals are heavy on the forehand. And getting them, getting them back on those hips will do a lot of good. So, um, you know, you guys can't get them too good. And then also... Uh, one thing I wanted to mention about this week's challenge is it's not just about taking a step back. It's about getting them light. So as you guys are backing up, um, well, my mule, Riata, a lot of you guys know Riata, my big red mule. Anyways, one thing I'm working on with her is get her lighter. So when I'm asking her to back up, for example, on the thumb down method, that's backing them up off the halter. Um, she'll really lean forward lean and, and be real heavy on that forehand. And real heavy on that halter that tells you they're heavy on the front end there and I want my mule to be able to shift back on the hips and engage those hindquarters when you're backing up so keep that in mind as you guys are doing this it's not just about taking steps because like I said my red mule she'll take steps all day but I don't release at this point on her until she's soft so this covers all different levels if you guys are just starting a brand new colt has no clue how to back up one step release that's fine and it doesn't really matter how they take that step just release if you're a little bit further than that you might try to get more particular and try to get them to back up leading with the hindquarters that might be where you're at if you're more advanced than that you're trying to get them soft while they're backing up i want them to be soft i want i want them engaging the hindquarters i want their background i don't want them to be hollow meaning they drop their gut i want them to to be to be nice and gathered and soft on the halter that's important to me so Everything you want to add to this week's uh, challenge? Um, no, I've seen a few people posting videos. Um, a lot of the ones I've seen are people who have been to the clinics and are familiar yep. with the, that already. And so there's a few of you who are doing really good. So, and then um, I haven't seen a ton of videos this yeah. this uh, week. Yeah, post some videos on our. Uh, if you guys aren't on our group page on Facebook, it's Ty Evans Mealmanship Clinics. And we'd love you to join the group and post your videos. Let us know how things are going for you. It's an awesome community. I'm, it's really I'm glad. Fun. You know, a good buddy, uh, a lot of you guys know Sam Scaling. I don't see Sam on the group anymore, but he runs it. Um, it's his group. He started, he started it. it. And, um, you know, I was sure glad when he did that. And he put together this nice little community. He made it so only this style of mealmanship is being preached on there. And that's so cool because... It's, it's hard on, I know there's a million groups out there and, and we're just grateful that you guys choose our group uh, to be part of because there's lots of information out there, lots of conflicting. I know I'm a weirdo, okay? So I know that the stuff I'm teaching, likely if you go to the next group over and you talk about it, you're probably gonna get, probably gonna get like, people what? think you're, they're gonna think crap. you're a looney tune, <laughs> yeah. But it's okay to be weird. Normal is not what we're about, so. We're trying to do things, uh, bring out the best in these meals, okay? So, anyways, thank you for that. Um, let's move on to our questions of the week. I had 
I have two questions that I picked this week that I really liked. I wanted to talk about. Uh, question number one, it came from Kenneth O'Connell. Um, his question was a little bit long, so I summarized it. Basically, he asked, how do I build the hip on a mule? How do I get that hindquarter strengthened and filled out? Um, if you guys have been around mules very long, you know that a lot of them kind of get these, uh, what do you call them? Cow. These, these cow hips. They look like, <laughs> like, a cow look like milk cows. You know, their <laughs> hips point out. I got, I got one right now I'm trying to get filled out, and uh, she's having a hard time. Um, but there's, there's two, two parts of this. There's one that's the feed, two is the exercise. So I'm going to address both of them right now. Um, I'll start with the exercise because that's the biggest thing. Um, if you guys, uh, follow along these challenges, you've been to my clinics, uh, then you guys will be familiar with the move I call rolling the hinds or untracking the hindquarters, disengaging the hindquarters, turning on the forehand. Anyways, but really getting these hips these legs, these hind legs to really reach up under and, and you know, disengage or, or whatever you want to call it, or roll. It's actually more of an engagement than it is a disengagement because I want them to pinpoint that piece of their body and you're exercising it. So as you ask them to, to, to roll the hinds, you're really building that muscle. That's one of the best moves to get them to build up the hindquarters. The other move like we just talked about, is getting them to back up. Backing up really help build that hindquarters. Um, as you get to an animal that's a little bit more advanced, I, I love to back them uphill. Um, you know, uh, and I'm not talking like a big steep hill, but just a small little hill. Ask them to take a couple steps back and then right on. Find another little hill, a couple steps back, right on. That'll really build the hindquarters. Um, the other thing is working on that soft feel. Those of you that have been to the clinics know what I'm talking about. But asking that mule to carry that soft feel, and that'll help to teach them to engage those hinds, and and that'll help you a bunch too. So there's all those exercises that'll that'll do you a lot of good, a lot of good, just good trail riding. Um, I'm not talking just poking down the trail, but going over logs, going through rocks, making them really pick up their pick up those feet and engage them. That'll really help build the hinds too. Um, and if you're not in an area where you can get out on the trail or get in some rough country, then why well, just, you know, you can set up some trotting, some trotting poles in your arena and trot them over that pole, those poles. They've got to pick up their front end. They've got to pick up the hinds. And that'll help build some muscle too. Anything you want to add to the exercise part of that before we get in the feed? Um, no, other than I've seen, I've seen um, the before and afters of what he's talking about. And yeah. it, it's especially... Especially um, the exercise part of it, not so much the feed part of it, is mm -hmm. seems like a way bigger piece. Yep, using those muscles is a big deal, and just walking down, <coughs> just poking down the trail, is not going to build those muscles. I mean, you're going to build some there, but it's it's asking them to do some to do some moves, uh, particular movement. You know, doing these exercises like we teach, and and then if you are out on the trail, doing something rather than just poking down the trail. You know, like I said, going over some, some logs, crossing some deadfall, getting out there in the rocks, just doing something so they can engage those muscles. So uh, about feed, um, Ken, Kenneth also asked what I feed and how I feed. I keep it really simple, um, and uh, there's there's other experts out there that can, that can help you as far as, you know, getting them really, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that do a lot for feeding, but we're pretty simple. Uh, when we are home, we feed 
either Timothy grass hay, which there's a lot of that here in Utah, and there's also a lot of alfalfa in Utah. And I raise alfalfa on our little farm here. So we feed a lot of alfalfa. That's primarily what we feed most of the year is alfalfa, but we'll feed a little grass too. Um, and then as far as a supplement goes, my favorite supplement is Omelene 400 for the adult mules. And uh, for the youngsters, we got some weanlings and yearlings and stuff. I feed them Omelene 300. And uh, I don't feed them a whole lot. Those youngsters only get two pounds a day. As for the Omeline 400, um, if I get my hands on that, it's kind of hard to find sometimes. But if I get my hands on that, we're on the road. I'll feed uh, maybe a scoop of that. It's about a pound of Omeline 400. And I feed them uh, oh, half of a five-gallon bucket of hay cubes in the morning and half of a five-gallon bucket of hay cubes in the afternoon. That's alfalfa hay cubes. So... Yeah, we feed mostly alfalfa. That's what we do. Um, and I know I don't want to get some hate mail, you guys. Don't be sending me hate <laughs> mail on this alfalfa. Uh, it seems like whenever we talk about feed, I get a whole bunch of stuff. I heard you're never, not supposed to feed mules alfalfa. Well, you know, if you only ride your mule once a year and they're fat and sassy and, and you don't have them broke, then, yeah, feed them alfalfa. It's going to get them a little hot. But don't forget, you know, like our Timothy grass hay. Our Timothy grass hay is has a lot more sugar content than alfalfa does. So uh, the only difference is the alfalfa's got a lot higher protein. So alfalfa is a longer lasting energy source. The grass hay, uh, you know, I got some stuff right now that they seem real high on sugar content and I'll, I'll feed them that and they're hot and they're, they're hot. They're kind of, they're feeling good, but it burns off real fast um, after about an hour of a ride. And then I got this, dopey mule that can't bit like i'm like oh my gosh it was it was last uh, oh. <laughs> last week on that that ride i went on and riata just anyways so she called riata dopey. she was dopey <laughs> she needed some energy i'm like hey, i need to feed you up and get you muscled up but yeah. anyways and she's she's when i was talking about that needs help filling out those hips too she's so growing tall too fast yep but she was poking along anyways it's that grass hay so I like them. I like plenty of energy, but you guys know me. We ride and we use our mules, and and uh, that's what we like. So, anyways, um, let's see. The next question we got in was from Amy Klingler. Amy, hope you're watching. I haven't seen her name pop up here. Have you? I have not noticed. Anyways, uh, maybe she'll watch later. But we just finished up a mule. Uh, we put just sixty quick days on her mule. Young colt was a good mule. If you guys have been watching the videos, her mule is Hazel. Anyways. This question is definitely not you used for her Hazel. For the, yeah, I did. Some of the challenges. But this question is definitely not for Hazel because Hazel's not jealous. Anyways, this or or not uh, slow. not slow sluggish. Um, <laughs> she's got a lot of energy. Anyways, Amy's question is: Any suggestions on getting a mule to walk out faster? If they are inherently lazy, is there any way to change that lazy mindset? And uh, this is a good question. You know. I've learned that most mules and horses are a little lazy um, if you let them be. Uh, on the other hand, they can be full of energy if you build them that way too and feed them right. This kind of goes along with the last question too. Yeah. But um, it's it's all what you make easy. So make it easy to move out. You know, I see, uh, and I've been guilty of this too. I've made mules this way before I realized my sins. But I see a lot of people that go down the trail and both legs bump, 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 bump the whole ride. I see it in the clinics. People ride for three hours in a session with us, and they, 
bump, 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 bump. The whole entire ride, they're just, their legs just moving the whole time, just flopping. They're just, this is what they do. And if they stop kicking, what does their mule do? Just quits. So they've taught their mule that, to not carry any life. So one thing we work on in the clinics is building this life. And uh, you need to be looking ahead. You need to, the life needs to come from in here. And as you're riding, have a, a destination way ahead of you. Um, you know, you're looking ahead where you want to go. And you build that. And then you, you back it up with your legs and with your body physically if you need to. So this is how I'd, I'd set it up. Say I want to, I, I, I see a, I'm out on the trail and I see a rock maybe 300 yards ahead of me. I'm going to say, okay, I want to have a good paced walk to that rock. I'm not going to just say indefinitely because you got to build this up a little at a time. Okay, so I'm saying, all right, 300 yards. I'm, by the time I get there, I want to be moving out good. After I get there, I'm going to relax. And I'll build, and I might have to use my legs. I might have to bump because maybe I've got this mule dull. Okay, so I'll, I'll ask, I'll keep going. As soon as that mule finds the speed I'm looking for, I will stop bumping. I'm not going to keep bumping the whole time. And, but when I quit bumping with my legs, I'm still going to be looking ahead where I want to go, and I'm going to have that life coming from up in my body. Now, the mule will probably not feel that. They're probably not going to feel yeah. that. They're, they're, they're not going to understand that. It'll be there, but they won't understand it. They'll probably drop back down. So I'll try again. And I'm still going for this rock. Remember, I'm looking ahead with this intention. So I'll build it again. As soon as that mule gets to where I want it to be, I'll leave it alone. But I keep my intention flowing. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things I see is folks will, they'll build, they want their mule to walk out or trot or lope or whatever, but they, they lose. As soon as they get it, they just kind of quit all the way. And there's something that we teach in the clinics. Uh, I call it uh, a half of a quit or half release or partial release. What I mean by that is... Yeah, like the half of a quit. Right? It's half of a quit. <laughs> you don't want to quit all the way, just halfway. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, if I want to keep going, uh, I'm not going to keep kicking, but I need to keep the life of my body. That's a half of a quit. Does that make sense? Yep, half a quit. A full quit <laughs> would be if I wanted to stop. So if I was asking, if I was going to quit all the way, I would, I would build up, get my my walk or this whatever speed I wanted to do and then I'd just quit I'd sit down and that'd be asking for a stop that's what most people do when they're trying to build a walk and they don't they don't understand they're doing that uh, because it's something more it comes from in here so that's what I'm trying to build does that make sense what I'm trying to say totally you want to add to that <laughs> well this same thing Ty's talked about the same exact thing with people who have asked about how to get their mule to lope or yep. you know a translates the same so and i do have a video on that if anybody wants it yeah a mule tip tuesday or you could just search for it mule tip tuesday but um yeah it's the same idea you know you got to build up to it yeah not just try and get there and then hold it forever and it's a work ethic and and they do learn when you reward them so we're working like i said we're heading to this rock and once i finally get there i've been working on this this speed up and down up and down we went once we get to the rock, I'm going to leave them alone for a little while. So long as I ended on a good walk. That's what I'm, I'm looking for. So I hope that makes sense there. If it makes sense, press like or something. Right? Hit a button. Hit a button. <laughs> um, anyways, let's get into our live questions now. Okay. I let's one. take, we've got time for maybe two of them. Okay. Um, Kate Vassell. 
All right, hey, Kate. She said, how do I work with a mule that stops when I'm leading her? If she slows down when, we're, when I'm driving her or backing her, I can bring up my energy and encourage movement, but I'm not sure how to do that while leading. Okay, so if I got it right, you're, Kate, you're leading this mule, and like she's just stopping. Like yeah, she doesn't like want to keep, keep going, they get stuck. <laughs> okay, there's three things I do when I'm leading a mule and they get these sticky feet. First thing I do is I'll just keep pressure on. So obviously, if they've slowed down, they've put pressure on my lead rope, they've taken the slack out of my rein, right? So I will now have tension on that rein, and I will hang in there. So maybe they're stopped. Let's say they're stopped all the way. I will hang in there with that tension for a few moments. Um, I don't know how long to tell you. There's not a definite time limit. It, you're going to kind of have to feel the mule. Uh, it might just be like two seconds. It might be five seconds. It, it might not be, it's not going to be like minutes though. You're not going to be there like five minutes, okay? If, if they don't find that slack again, meaning I'll put the tension on, they need to come forward and I will release. If they can't find that, then I'm going to go to the second step. The second step is, is uh, taking them off center. So if I'm squared up to the meal, I'm right in front of them, leading them, and they've got their feet down, they're stuck. I'm gonna maybe take a step to the left or to the right, and this will usually cause the mule to need to shift some weight so that they can stay balanced. When they shift that weight, they might loosen up one of those feet, and when they do, I'll release the tension on the rein. Okay, I'll release. Remember, they learn when you guys quit. Now they might just, I might go back and forth and do that, and then sometimes that just unlocks them and then we can go on. If that doesn't work, then I'll move on to the third step. The third step is something that you guys have heard me preach every clinic. Don't drag them, drive them. So if, if I, you know, I'm not going to drag them to my, to the horse trailer or to the barn or to the pasture. I'm not going to sit there and hang on them like that. I can drive them. There's lots of moves that we've, we've done. We teach you guys in the clinics. If I have to do moving half circles, hopefully you're familiar with that. If I have to do moving half circles all the way to my destination, I'm not scared to do that. Um, a lot of the young mules, I will drive them everywhere before I'll ever pull on them. I don't want them to get to where they, they get hanging on me. I don't want them to get sticky like that. That's a man-made problem, absolutely, is these sticky feet. And it doesn't take long. It doesn't take much to do it. You can get them braced up. we got a little weanling we're working with, and, and he's braced up at times, and it's usually my fault. I'll have to readjust and, and try to drive him a little bit better, get him loosened up. So it's a man-made problem 100% when they're like that, okay? So anyways, drive would okay. be the last thing you do. You can drive them anywhere you want them to go, everywhere. Right. Let's take one more. I have, I have just two more that I've seen. You always try to get extra. I know, I want to answer them all. Yeah, I know. All right, um, let's take it. Okay, so Carolyn Harling asked how to get a mule to Carolyn. trot with you on the lead. How to trot with you on the lead? Yeah, on the ground. If you, do your, if you do your groundwork really good, it shouldn't be a problem. They'll, they'll be striving for that slack rein all the time and they'd stay with you. Um, do you guys that have been to the clinics, you guys remember the game we play, Don't Kill Your Baby? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what that <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Remember? So I tell them about our kids oh, and how, yeah. okay. you know, okay. I didn't know you called it that. Yeah, Don't Kill Your Baby. Don't kill mine? Yeah. Or theirs. Or theirs. I don't know. <laughs> Whoever's baby. I don't, don't know. Don't kill the baby. Don't kill the baby. So I have people, they're leading their mules. When they stop, the mule should stop. When they go, the mule should go. I call it "Don't kill you, baby," I didn't know you because if call it. if their meal doesn't stop, it run them over and. Kill. 
Anyways, sorry. It's Maybe a it's a terrible name. It is a terrible but name. it gets the point across. Anyways, we play that in the clinics. And that if you can do that and loose rein, keep them with you, it's really not hard um, to get them to trot with you. Uh, if they are challenging and your groundwork isn't quite there and, and uh, you know, our mules have embarrassed me many times. <laughs> At mule shows. Bishop mule days and I go to the halter glass and you're supposed to trot. <laughs> and I go and my mule's like, dude. And you're like, Dang. oh, yeah, it looks like Ty's working on what he preaches. Anyways. Well, they're always new mules, so. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> Excuses. Um, one thing I'll do is I will, I'll be on the left side of the mule. I got my hand, my right hand on the lead rope and I'm leading them with me. I'll have in my left hand, my flag, my flag will be, will be backwards. So not holding it like a tennis racket. I usually teach you guys when you're doing the groundwork, but backwards. So you got the stick coming out the bottom. Okay. And I'll have that behind me. And as I'm, as I go to, uh, to ask them to trot, I'll put a little pressure on the lead rope, and if they get hanging on me, I'll just reach back with that flag, and I want to tap them on the butt. You need to make sure you tap them behind the drive line. You don't want to hit them in front of the shoulder, and you'd really prefer not even hit them in the ribs, but you want to tap them on the butt, and that'll help them. And, uh, you know, once they're trotting, don't keep trotting. Relax. Go back to your walk and leave them alone. Kind of same. And same they learn when you quit, so that's a good question, Karen. Okay. So. All right, last one. Um, All right. Helena Taft okay. said, where should your seat be when asking for a side pass? I've been working on it with my mule. She's doing really well, but I wasn't sure where my seat should be to help her the most. Yep, where your seat should be when doing a side pass. Good question. There's a lot of people that want to get in the habit of leaning. So say you're trying to side pass to the right. A lot of people will lean to the left and kind of open that up. That's okay for a super, super green one but you do not want to get in the habit of leaning. That's a terrible habit. And just remember, whenever you lean, your mule does have to compensate for that and it'll get them bracy at times. So uh, ideally where you want to be for a side pass is centered. I call it position two. That's when you're right in the middle of them, you're sitting square and, and you'll, you'll use your leg to help you. Remember for a side pass, the mule should be should have that straightness and should be carrying softness. So you'd be asking for a soft feel with your reins. Your leg would be doing the work. Uh, a lot of people get to where they bend the head. and that's, they, Maybe that's okay to kind of start that way, but again, don't want to get in these bad habits. So uh, position two, if you're familiar with how I teach that, that's sitting right in the middle, square, nice, And if you're balanced. not, where do they go? If you're not what? If they're not familiar. If you're not familiar. <laughs> Shameless plug. We have DVDs. <laughs> yeah, go to a clinic. Go to a, a clinic. clinic. Yep, that's the best place. But uh, anyways, those have been some good questions today, everybody. Really appreciate you. Um, there's probably a lot we didn't get to. There wasn't very many. There wasn't at very at many. least as far as I uh, could tell, it kind of... Just always delayed. Yeah, it kind of cuts some yep. people out for some reason. Well, anyways, if you got if there's more questions we didn't get to, we'll try to do it next week. And uh, if you have questions that you want us to choose from... Send them in, and we will talk about it uh, next Meal Tip Tuesday. So, Look at all those hearts. Yep. We appreciate you guys watching. Remember, if you're not subscribed to our newsletter and following along with our Everyday Mealsmanship Challenge, make sure you do it. Go to our website, tsmeals.com. Subscribe there. I, I've been doing little deals on DVDs and stuff on there, too. Yeah, so, so make sure you also read the email. How many of you are actually <laughs> reading what I write? I write these little short little articles that go along with the videos. Do, oh. I've never read them. 
I'm just kidding. No, she's not kidding. Just, she no, doesn't. I am kidding. I haven't read this week. But anyways, <laughs> read them. Let me know. All right? And uh, where else? Let's see. They're following us here on Facebook. We're on Instagram, too. Um, we're trying out this new uh, TikTok thing. I've been trying to fiddle around with that, so we'll be going on there, too, posting some videos. Uh, don't forget we got YouTube all these challenges are gonna be on YouTube and I post them delayed for the public so remember I'm keeping this everyday mealmanship challenge special for y'all you know I'm just doing it for our group and for uh, our followers here on YouTube I'll put it delayed for subscribers subscribers for. yep so they're they're late so it'll always be a week a week late they yeah. come on public anyways and like I said earlier we've got a new podcast you can find it on Spotify right now. I'm waiting for approval for Apple, so they'll be on there soon. But uh, check out the podcast, Everyday Mealmanship with Ty Evans. And if you have anybody that you want to uh, uh, have me uh, ask to be a guest, let me know. I've got some really cool guests lined up, and I'll be putting these Meal Tip Tuesdays on there so you guys can listen to them going down the road. But that'll do for today. <laughs> God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Mealmanship. If you could do me a favor, tell your friends about this podcast. I sure appreciate it. Leave us a five-star review and, and tell us what you think. God bless you. See you down the road.